Hello and welcome back to one-on-one New York's longest running sports call-in show. I'm Chris Bacci with Kayla Wenzel and we are very pleased to have a special guest this evening, Sal Marciano. Sal, the broadcasting legend of sports. He's been at just about every network, covered just about every sport and just about every legendary athlete. So uh, Sal, first of all, thanks so much uh, for taking the time today. My pleasure. My pleasure. So I want to get started with where we are right now, just had Super Bowl 55 in the rearview mirror, um, and Tom Brady gets his seventh ring. You've covered so many legends of sports, um, and my question is, you watch a guy like Tom Brady go do it again, how does he stack up to some of the guys that you've covered over the years? You know, his numbers cannot be refuted. He's won seven Super Bowls out of uh, 10 opportunities five most valuable player awards in the Super Bowl. He and Gronkowski combined on touchdowns 14 and 15 in this past game, surpassing the record held by Joe Montana and Jerry Rice. Uh, he is an, he's been a winner everywhere. And P.S., he did it at age 43. So as far as I'm concerned, uh, he is the greatest quarterback of all time. And anybody, no one, I think, can argue that. No, he definitely is such a legend. Um, but you have worked with other legends before. We saw that you, um, you had worked with Muhammad Ali, and you've met him, and you've interviewed him. So how is Tom, what is your best experience, really, with one of these great athletes? Like, what was one of your favorite memories of talking to such a legend? Uh, because I worked at ABC as Howard Cosell's backup on boxing and his, his nightly local and network radio shows, whenever Howard could make them, I did them. And I did so many uh, play by uh, blow by blow of the boxing that I ended up doing that for ABC Sports. And, I, and because Howard would not go to the Philippines for the thriller in Manila, because it was under martial law, uh, I got the assignment, and I hosted Wide World of Sports from Manila two days before the fight. The, uh, the biggest uh, scoop I ever had as a reporter was with uh, Muhammad Ali. Uh, on the night of February 18th, 1978, at the Las Vegas Hilton, Ali lost his championship to uh, Leon Spinks and would not come to the news conference afterwards. Uh, and this is what all young reporters should think about. Never give up. I took my film crew up to a suite, knocked on the door. His security guy, Pat Patterson, who I knew, uh, came to the door. I asked him, I, I'd like to speak to, uh, to uh, Muhammad. He said, I'll let you know. So he came back. He said, yeah, it's okay. Come on in. And I uh, did a sit-down interview with Ali the, the night he lost his championship. And it was an exclusive interview that was seen the next morning on uh, Good Morning America and uh, then on World News Tonight. And uh, th that's the kind of, uh, of, of uh, relationship I had with him. And he, and he was the most charismatic figure of that time. Another person that you interviewed that I noticed was Hank Aaron, uh, among many others. And of course, we, we lost Hank Aaron this year. Um, give me any reflections on your interviews with him. I, I, I interviewed uh, Hank about a half dozen times, almost every time at Chase Stadium before games. Those are the days where you could speak to, a, to an athlete on the field during batting practice. There were no 
such things as mass news conferences like now. And you can just walk up to a guy and say, you got a, you got a couple of minutes I'd like to talk to you. So I got to know, I got to know him and we did interviews. They were, they were all about baseball. There was nothing extraordinary about them except that of course he was very, very gracious and very polite and answered every question. Um, next to Willie Mays, I thought that uh, Hank Aaron was the most talented player, uh, what they call in baseball, the five tools. He could do everything. And of course, I saw Hank when I was a kid at Ebbets Field in Brooklyn, when Henry uh, broke in. uh, And I was amazed at his talent, as I was amazed at Willie Mays' talent. So uh, the long answer to your your question, uh, I knew Henry in a professional way. He was a very nice man. Yes. So the pandemic has obviously shut down all of these stadiums, and so there haven't been any fans. But recently, I think maybe just yesterday, Governor Cuomo said that fans were going to be able to start entering stadiums again. So like MSG or other places. So how do you see this really like helping the athletes? And as a broadcaster, what does it do for you when there are fans in the seats? I just heard... uh some uh, sound bites just last week from uh, uh, players on the Chiefs and on the, uh, on the Bucks saying that uh, they missed uh, having fans in the stands because uh, the, 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 the cheering energizes them. So they really, in the end of this remarkable season we just had, you know, it worked, but it was like playing football in a, in a studio. And uh, I think everybody was going to welcome back the crowd noise because whether they like you or they don't, it, it, does, it does inspire you to, to play better. Um, I, I hope that it, it's safe enough for everybody. Uh, we ne- none of us could have predicted what this is all about. And uh, we all yearn for the day we all can go back and go out and watch a ball game and sit with a person next to us and just chat about the game, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, you're a Fordham alumnus, and I want to take you back to your days here at Fordham. Uh, what they meant to you, what you were able to learn that you then took to a 40-year career of broadcasting. And Marty Glickman, I know, was a mentor of yours, if you could speak to that as well. Well, um, you know, I, uh, growing up in Brooklyn, I went to uh, St. John's Prep. Uh, but uh, as a as a young teenager, I'm talking about 11, I'm talking about 12, 13 years old. I was enraptured by radio, and I certainly listened to the Brooklyn Dodgers baseball games and pre and post. And I had it in my mind that I wanted to be a broadcaster, but I had no definite idea how it would be, in what form. I didn't I didn't think I'd ever become a a team broadcaster, but I I, I I realized that I didn't want to go get the free pass from St. John's and go to the university. I wanted to go to Fordham, which had WFUV. So I applied and was accepted at Fordham. And I enjoyed every minute that I, I could get on WFUV. I, I, I did the uh, basketball games when John Andrews was starting forward with Johnny Bach was the coach. They went to the NIT, I actually broadcast a game from Madison Square Garden which was an absolute thrill for me to do that, as it would be for you. And uh, um, 
as far as I was concerned, I went to Fordham, but I went to the University of WFUV. Uh, that was, and of course, I, I made my contacts and uh, I, I learned a lot. And this leads me to the subject of, I'm, I'm very proud of my, my, uh, my education at, at Fordham because while I wasn't a uh, remarkable student, I was an average student. I learned a lot there, and I also learned and understood that you are the sum total of your knowledge. And um, uh, Fordham got me into reading, reading books of all kinds. And uh, I, I saw that in the work of Vince Scully, the greatest uh, Fordham alumnus in terms of broadcasting. Because if you listen to Vince Scully do a baseball game, not only was he had a great voice and a great melody, and he, and he certainly knew the game. But his references were about other things in life. He would quote poets, and he would quote historians, and he made it so interesting because he read. And, and that would be my advice to any uh, broadcasters, certainly writers. You've got to read books. You've got uh, not necessarily just about sports, about other subjects. Become a, a, a well-rounded individual to... Uh, to uh, uh, increase your vocabulary, to use words. Words are your bullets, and that's how you succeed. Um, and so it, it, all, it all happened because of Fordham. I, I, Fordham was the most, most influence on me in, in my life was Fordham, my education there. That's awesome, and that's incredible for us to hear. I mean, especially working at FUV and just seeing how far WFUV could really take you in your life. Never forget these days that you're experiencing. <laughs> we will try not to, for sure. Um, so as you had talked about Fordham, and you talked about um, broadcasting from Madison Square Garden and working with the basketball team, um, what really was your favorite Fordham FUV sporting event memory? Well, you know, I was what they call a day hopper. Uh, I worked at night at WMGM, I mentioned with, with Marty Glickman, and uh, uh, I, I did not board at Fordham. So I was up there for classes and then out of there. In four years at Fordham, I went to one dance. And, and, because I, I worked, I, worked, I had to pay for my, my tuition. My family didn't have the money and I paid for my schooling. And um, I had very little experience with Fordham socially. I, I made some friends. The, the, the most noted one was John Halligan. We were in the same class for four years and John's, uh, uh, his, his love was for hockey. And he ended up working, we both used to take the D train down to Manhattan after class. And he went to the Associated Press and I went to WMGM. This went on for the, our careers at Fordham. And John ended up working for the New York Rangers as an intern. And he ended up being the public relations director. And he ended up being an executive with the National Hockey League. And that happened to a Fordham student, you know? So uh, small beginnings, big endings. Yes, and we find it across the board with the alumni that we talk to all the time. No yeah. matter where they started at FUV, they, they seem to always end up uh, in a tremendous place. Um, certainly the case for you. 
for a young reporter, what would you tell a young reporter as far as advice goes? Because uh, you mentioned the play-by-play of Vince Scully. I think is fascinating how um, somebody once told me that if you read the transcripts of Vince Scully uh, and his play-by-play, it'd almost be like he wrote it on a typewriter. He just was a poet uh, as he spoke live. But as a reporter, what's your advice? Uh, what did you learn in your career? Well, the, the basics are who, what, when, and where. But the big question is why. Mm. And to know why in the story, to know what's the, the real story, takes experience. And experience can only be developed by knowing the subjects, knowing uh, the backgrounds. Um, you know, the, the, the great reporters that became name reporters like Jimmy Breslin and Pete Hamill, they went beyond the obvious uh, uh, pronouncements at news conferences. You know, the best advice I get is to, is, is to talk to the principals, to, to get the story behind the story. i give you an example. The greatest Jimmy Breslin column was when, when John Kennedy was assassinated and, and Jimmy flew down to Dallas. Uh, uh, he interviewed everybody and everybody was writing the same thing. I mean, it was obvious, okay? But uh, the day of the, the uh, JFK's uh, funeral, Jimmy's column was about the grave digger. And it, it, it told its own story because the grave digger had to, uh, had the great, uh, the, 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 the solemn and terrible task of, 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 of digging out the hole in the ground for JFK. And, 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 and the grave digger evoked such emotion like we all were feeling at the time that we lost our president. And that's how, see, Jimmy understood that the story isn't necessarily the big guy or the big woman or the obvious person behind the podium. The story could be the, the little guy, the little woman, the, 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 the workaday person. So, you know, that's a long answer, but uh, you only can determine that by experience. And get beyond news conferences, get to know the subjects, the, 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 the personalities and the subjects and, and read, read, read. Full of advice, uh, we really, really appreciate it. And certainly you've built up the experience. If, if anybody listening wants to buy your book, it's in my rear view mirror. I'd recommend it uh, to get some of these stories. We thank you so much for the time, Sal Marciano. Yeah, good luck with your careers. Thank you very much.